I'm really excited to speak to you about this. And just fasten your seatbelts because your mind is really about to be blown. Just when you have God in your religious box, you find out God and His revelation is the box breaker, the ultimate box breaker. You see the title on the screen and your mind will go to what you think this might mean. The, the resolving every problem and achieving every goal, or as I like to call it, the key. The key to resolving pro, uh, every problem and achieving every goal. What are we talking about here? And, and what does this have to do with spirituality? I want to introduce to you today the concept of system building. If you want to do anything or build anything fruitful on this earth, even the unsaved, even uh, go nations, governments, and, uh, and people who really govern and rule the world, so to speak, they actually understand this concept. Did you know that? Those who govern and rule this world, the 3 to 5% who really are leading the way in culture and everything else, they understand this concept of system building. But much of the church has been a little late to the party. <laughs> and so where else would you learn this? History makers training. So, so here we go. And I want you to take good notes because this is, this is something you will now use. This concept will open up so many doors for you for the rest of your life. So let's go there today. The ability to build a system... And when you take the word system, you can, you can almost make the acronym system, save yourself time, energy, money. That's system there. The ability to build a system is the key to resolving every problem and achieving every goal. Now, our entire lives, even our societies, are made up of systems, even within our own body. And I'll, I'll touch on that in a moment. Why? Because God is the author of life, and God is a systems God. <laughs> he is the God of systems and processes. And I know you're thinking, isn't he just the God of spirituality? And what do you mean the God of systems and processes? Well, I'm going to explain that to you now. One thing you need to know, a foundational principle, is here, uh, principle here, is God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. He's like electricity or a Wi-Fi signal. He's everywhere, but he chooses to manifest himself through systems and structures in the earth. <laughs> Wrap your mind around that. He chooses, and if you need a spiritual term to help you grasp that, how about wineskins? He looks to fill a wineskin. We see this example as God came down upon the mountain, or he was in the box, the the Ark of the Covenant, or the, the process and the systematic procedures of the temple, the holy place. You, go, you went from the outer court to the inner court and to the holy of holies, and there was a system and a process that the priests were not to deter from. And, and then we see God doing all kinds of things in systems and processes, even as far back as Genesis, when he made the heavens and the earth, he did it in a seven-day cycle, and the cycle repeats. You have him doing something on day one, doing something on day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. Then he rests on day seven, and then the cycle repeats. We see him setting up the world. I mean, when you talk about the creation story, 
you're really talking about the systematic thinking and processes of God. What he did for light to shine in every country, for the sun to rise. God did not set his alarm this morning, as I often say, to wake up earlier than you, perform a miracle, wave his hand so that the sun will rise in every country at the appointed time. No, he created the sun once. And then he subjected it to a solar, you got it, a solar system so that it orbits the earth when it's supposed to. Actually, I think the earth orbits the sun, but so that all of the planets, they function in a solar system. And if the system is even adjusted just a little bit, it throws the whole thing off. We would all burn up or freeze up. So that's the solar system, but the entire world is this way. When we talk about the evaporation system, have you ever thought about that? Where the sun shines on the pools of water, the lakes, the bodies of water, and the, the water goes up invisibly, and it's collected in the clouds until the clouds burst and the rain falls. Now, I'm no scientist and expert on the terminology of that, but the rains come down, and then the cycle repeats again. It's a system. God waters and replenishes the earth in a system, not by a miracle per se, but a process and a system that he set up so that the earth, here's the key, so that the earth could function without his direct miraculous intervention. <laughs> He's the ultimate delegator. He's the ultimate leader. He's the ultimate CEO. <laughs> he creates something once, and he builds well, and then he subjects it to a system so that it can run and be governed without it needing him to every moment micromanage the thing. On day one, when God created the heavens and the earth, he did something. And, and when we see him even creating the, the plants, he subjected them to a system of reproduction so that plant life could reproduce after its kind. You see, honeybees are flying from one flower to another, bringing pollen. And you see all these elaborate, intricate systems that demand us be conscious and aware that there is an author of life. Because it's so complex. Only God could have created it this way. We are living in the systems that God created. Same with the animals. A horse or a rabbit was born somewhere today, and God didn't just wave his hand and perform a miracle to bring forth a rabbit. No, he created animal life once, and then they reproduced after their kind, according to a system. Even when God wiped out the earth with the flood, he saved two of everything so that they could continue to fulfill uh, their adherence to the laws and principles that God has set up to govern the earth. This is highly profound when you look at it this way. If we only look at the acts of God as spiritual, mystical, you know, some who don't know him would say magical, then we miss the brilliance of the builder, the key of what it is to build and manage something well. So we see that Genesis chapter 1 is not just about creation, but it's actually about the creative processes of God. We've already touched on the evaporation system, ecosystem. What about your body? 
Did you know that your entire body is made up of complex systems? <laughs> and when one breaks down, you know it. Your whole body, skeletal system, respiratory system, digestive system, circulatory system, endocrine system, <laughs> I, I could go on, neurological system. Your entire body is complex systems working all together. And you say, wow, it's, it, it's a miracle. Yes, it's a miracle, but the miracle is actually in the process. The miracle is actually in how God set it up. The miracle is found in the system. Why? Because God is the ultimate builder. Now, if you take a look at some of the systems that we operate in today, and you know the difference between, even on a national level, certain nations that have certain systems that are efficient because they have financing or whatever it might be. They've got a strong economy. First world nations that have efficient systems, traffic lights and, and all of that. You go to some nations where they don't have good traffic systems, let's say, and you know it immediately. <laughs> you run into lack of efficiency, slow process, concentrated traffic, making people late for work, making days longer, draining the economy, uh, car accidents, lives lost. You have all of this due to the breakdown of a system. When my, when my wife came from the Philippines, we landed in Canada. I asked her, as we're driving on the highway, what you notice that's different, what hits you? And she said, and her description, it was so perfect, was it all looks so organized. It's organized, efficient systems. And when I was in her country, the Philippines, and God bless the Philippines, I love your nation for many reasons. One of the things I didn't love, though, was the traffic systems and the breakdown of, of, of how things operate up to three hours in a car just to go what would take in Toronto maybe half hour to an hour. It all has to do with systems. No matter how godly you are, by the way, even those jeepneys and taxis in Philippines that say Jesus is Lord and they've been blessed and they might even be believers, but they're still stuck in the same traffic as the unbeliever because of a system. So you've got to begin to see that God is a God of spirituality and efficient systems. It's how you govern this world. And people know that. Business people understand this. When you look at McDonald's, it's a fascinating story of the history of McDonald's fast food, the vanguard of the fast food restaurant industry. There was a time when McDonald's, you know, the founder, Ray Kroc, and the McDonald's brothers, I believe it was Ray Kroc, who, you know, he wanted to know why this person bought so many milkshake machines from him. And he followed this guy back to his residence or place of business. And he saw that this man wanted to set up multiple milkshake machines, all functioning efficiently at the same time, so he could produce more milkshakes faster. And you guessed it, make more money. It was the key to resolving a problem or achieving a financial goal. And so Ray Kroc and the McDonald's brothers, they created... McDonald's and what it was called at that time, if you can believe this, was McDonald's Systems. <laughs> McDonald's 
excuse me, systems. And so when you look at McDonald's, some people will often say that it's one of the best places for a young person to work when, when they're learning about time management, when they're learning about systems and processes. It's a good place for a young person to work. I'll tell you why. If you take, for example, their drive-through, and I know what some of you are thinking right now, how in the world am I in a training that's about Christianity and the kingdom and we're talking about McDonald's? Stay with me, everybody just, just click, fasten your seatbelts. You pull up to the drive-through of McDonald's and you enter into a system where you're in a process, one car in front of you, one car behind you, and you pull up to the first stage in the system and it's a wall that shows you what you can order it's got animation and moving pieces and different things and the price of things and you decide what you're going to order and then you move to the next stage of the system and there's a voice that comes out of a box <laughs> to to somebody from ancient you know hebrew culture they might have thought it's god you know, in the Bible days, it's an angel. Somebody is speaking to me from a box and they ask what you want to order. And then you tell this, this angel, <laughs> you speak to the box and you prophesy your order. You say, here's what I want. And, uh, and then you move to the next stage of the system. And, and it's not an angel. It's just a, an audio system they're using. And in the next stage in that system, there's somebody there who somehow knows exactly what you told the box that you wanted to eat. And they're now going to charge you money for it. The second stage of the system is financial transaction. And that person leans out the window with a black box. <laughs> and you pull out your, your debit card or your credit card. And somehow all of your money is in this little card. How did they get it all in this little card? Well, that card is connected to a, an elaborate financial system of banking. And you take that card and you, you tap, you tap this black box in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and, and it's not spiritual, it's just a system. And somehow there's a wealth transfer that takes place and the money goes from your card invisibly, very mystically, into McDonald's banking system somehow. And that's the second stage of the system. And now you move forward to the final stage and somebody totally different comes out the window and hands you a bag with your food in it, with your order, and they did it all in under three minutes. <laughs> it's not a miracle. It's just a great system. Isn't that amazing? And, and we see that those who, who govern the world, they understand systems. How many have ever had a, an, an Amway product in your house? Or you've been part of some multi-level marketing? Yeah, I see hands. You've got an Amway product. And you know what? Most likely, you didn't drive to the Amway store on some day and purchase it from inside the store. No, the reason Amway made its way into most people's houses was because of its system of distribution. What they did was they discipled you in their product and they trained you and they sent you out as an ambassador, a distributor of this product and you went and you connected with people and it allowed for their product to not be limited within the four walls of business hours at some, 
some property somewhere, but it allowed them to, the knowledge of Amway to cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. And, and you had, maybe you did another multi-level market, marketing scheme of some kind and you had a product that was skincare, maybe it made you look, look younger. And, and again, you didn't have to go to a building once a week when it was open to purchase that product. No, that product came to you and, and, and you ended up you ended up having this cream that now even maybe sits in your garage. But guess what, guys? Did you know that the church has something better than skin cream that makes you look younger? We have a product that makes you live forever. And it's salvation. It's the kingdom of God. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have limited that product to a building that's open for two hours on a Sunday once a week. And we expected people to wake up on a Sunday morning who know nothing about God, who covet their Sunday morning to sleep in. And we expected them, them to make their way to the building. Or we expect to attract them by our sign or our website. And that has a place. But what about making you distributors of the product? What about you being discipled? What about you being trained and equipped in how the product works? in the things of the kingdom, in your sphere of calling, how about you being sent out in a systematic way? How about you creating ministries and, and products and, and, and uh, organizing righteousness to go out and advance the kingdom beyond the four walls of the church? We would be governing the world at this point. To be so organized this way, that's network marketing. But imagine us becoming distributors of the kingdom, ambassadors of this kingdom. The principle is this. Anyone can use a system, but those who create systems govern the world. And we know it's true. On a governmental level, where corruption in a nation that begins at a leadership level, a governmental level, becomes systemic throughout the, the entire culture of the nation. Imagine a culture of corruption because of the way it has infiltrated every system, where demonic systems are in place upholding demonic ideologies and demonic values from the pit of hell, and they keep nations in poverty and stagnant. They keep people in bondage. We, the church, are called to take kingdom principles, to take kingdom values, and uproot demonic systems, and uproot demonic ideologies, and replace them with kingdom values and kingdom principles, and enforce them in our culture and society with systems, so that the kingdom of God from the top level all the way down, or the bottom all the way to the top, so that the kingdom of God becomes systemic in the culture, and the culture begins to be discipled in the principles of that product, I mean kingdom, in the principles of the kingdom, until the society begins to reflect heaven. This is what Jesus prayed. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth in every sector. Your will be done in every sociological sphere. Your will be done in every system as it is done in heaven. Can I get an amen?
So anyone can use a system, but the ones who are creating systems in this world, they govern the world. Therefore, for the church, the ability to create systems sort of makes you in the image and likeness of God because he is the God of systems and processes. The small percentage of those who understand how to create a system are the ones who manage and govern the earth. They rule those who govern, those who have influence. And in actual fact, I'm sorry to say this, but the ones who are determining culture, the ones who are shifting culture, are actually the ones who build systems to enforce certain values and certain principles. It's because they've created a system somewhere. Those who govern the world are not necessarily people who show up to a building once a week or a church on a corner. No, not necessarily. It's those who impact culture through initiating trends, through organizing systems and values to put in place. Those are the ones who are determining culture. That's why it doesn't have to be a mega church. That's why you don't necessarily see mega churches transforming their cities or their, their nations, do you? It can even be a small group of organized individuals committed to a process of, of, of shrewdly, like Jesus said, be shrewd as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Those who are bringing values, introducing certain principles and ideologies into society and enforcing them through systems. Systems in education, systems in business, systems in, in government, in, in media, in all of that. Intricate systems are in place to try to make sure that the culture goes a certain direction. But Jesus prayed. And Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And he says, I give you the keys to the kingdom. And we're giving keys here away today. The reality is we tend to think that God is only mystical, spiritual, a million miles away. And our best bet at influencing culture is yelling at him in our prayer meetings enough that maybe we can put some formula in place. Maybe there's some prophetic protocol we can release that will get God to wake up and come down and solve our nation's problems. He doesn't work like that. But your prayers for nations are valuable. But the way God answers national transformation prayers is by raising up leaders to go and transform their nations. He's looking for you. You're waiting on God, but God is waiting on you to go carrying kingdom principles like Amway products. To go and uproot demonic systems and replace them with righteous systems that enforce righteousness. I want to give you a couple different definitions now of a system. Here's the first one. Are you enjoying this today? I know I am. Hallelujah. A system is an interconnected series of persons, places, or things, and events. A system is an interconnected series of persons, places, things, and events. They are self-sustaining and organized to produce certain outcomes. One more time. A system is an interconnected series 
persons, places, things, and events. They are self-sustaining and organized to produce certain outcomes. And if you hear me sometimes sounding a little clogged up there or congested, it's all about the immune system. <laughs> Perfect example why it's important to maintain your immune system. It's all connected in your body. Amazing. Let me give you a little more general definition of a system. A system is a self-sustaining series of things working together towards a goal. Remember, we're talking about resolving every problem and achieving every goal. The general definition, a system is a self-sustaining series of things working together towards a goal. I want to give you another definition. And let me highlight this principle here for you that certain systems are, are necessary to cause a thing to function. And you find out that desire is not enough. <laughs> you find out that the initial motivator of inspiration and all of that, a good example would be when you get inspired to go to the gym and work out. You get inspired to be better with your finances and you find out that that emotional inspiration is not enough to achieve the goal or resolve the problem. You have to put it into your schedule. What's a schedule? It's an accountability system. It's a control system. That's what a schedule is. So that the orbit of your life can function in such a way that you resolve problems and achieve goals. It is not always by a quick miracle. And I'm not making light of miracles. Miracle, I mean, we all know the power of a, of a miracle. But oftentimes God doesn't answer certain prayers the way we want him to. Because he wants to turn us into mature sons and daughters. And the way we go about that is by maturity and management of our own lives. God doesn't raise codependent children. He raises mature sons and daughters who depend upon him, yes, remain connected to him, but we rule and govern the earth as he would if he was in our shoes. This is loaded. And that's the commission in Genesis. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. There are unsaved, secular, if you, you want to use that word, organizations, even secret societies and, and different organizations that are a little bit more fruitful at filling the earth and subduing it. Isn't it true? I know underground movements that have got laws passed. They're changing the very fabric of our culture for generations, are the implications, because of the system they set in place 30 to 40 years ago. Yet the church has been content to meet in a building and keep praying, keep prophesying, keep hoping that one day the whole world will come running to that building. You don't even have enough room in a building <laughs> if God's dream was fulfilled that none should perish. You don't even have enough churches in your city to house the dream of God. That's why it's a going gospel. That's why it's a beyond the four walls gospel. Can I get an amen? One more definition of a system. A system is a combination of structures and processes that produces a guaranteed result. That's why we don't have to pray about everything. And I say that carefully because I pray all the time. But there are some things God is waiting on you to do. 
Oftentimes, we don't have to wait on God for everything. It's like Moses. Moses is facing the Red Sea and Egypt behind him, and he gets on his knees and prays. That's how I picture it anyways, but we know he prays. And God says, what are you crying out to me for? Take what's in your hand, the rod. Stretch forth your hand and walk across on, on dry ground. The ability to create a system has brought about breakthroughs and products that have generated millions, even billions of dollars. Whole cultures have been transformed. Wonders of the world have been built and established based on systems. If you ever wondered how the, the pyramids were made or some of the wonders of the world, and I won't go too deep into that, but, but you're talking about demonic ideologies uh, that were held, held in place by certain intricate systems using human resource. But this is how it's done, how, how the world is governed. Even, even Alexander the Great, if you look at how he set up certain things to govern the world, the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire was the same. If you, uh, if you study the Roman Empire and how they were conquering the earth, you had colonies that were set up in such a way through systematic process so that if you walked into a colony in anywhere else in the world, it was to be as if you walked into Rome itself. The culture of Rome was to be infused into these colonies so that you had the, the fruitful multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. In the same way, or in a similar way, our churches are to be colonies, embassies of heaven on earth. So that if you walk into a church at any time, it's as if you've walked into heaven itself. And I'll take it even further. When Jesus gave us the keys to the kingdom and we received the gospel and we got the kingdom and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, that if somebody even walks into you, let alone a church, it's as if they've walked into heaven. It's as if they've encountered the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus, as a walking, living, breathing embassy of heaven, said, If you've seen me, you've seen my Father. This is the call of God to multiply and to govern and to bring the kingdom of God to the earth with maximum influence. But this understanding of systems is how we got cell phones and cars and airplanes. If you take, for example, the car, the automobile, it began with human beings wanting to understand why horses could run faster than humans. <laughs> Yet we are to be the dominant species and, and, and we're, we have authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, all of that. So they studied the laws and principles and the inner engineering of a horse, how a horse moves like that. And out of that study was birthed the automobile. That's why it's called horsepower, by the way. The same with aerodynamics. They wanted to know why birds could fly and people couldn't. What's the, what's the engineering behind how a bird is able to fly off the ground? And based on those laws and principles, we got the airplane, aerodynamics. If you've ever seen that massive metal machine, Taking off from a runway or landing especially, you see this thing coming down and you can't figure out why it doesn't crash or how this thing is able to get up in the air without wings, without wings that are flapping anyways. 
It's these laws of aerodynamics where in previous cultures they would say, it must be God, it must be an angel, that thing must be supernatural. No, it's just engineering, it's just systems and processes. Can I get one more? Amen. Moving quickly now, the three main elements of a system. Number one, structure or framework, essentially the goal. Structure or the goal. Number two, process. Number two is process. Number three, sustainability. Sustainability. The structure is the framework or the product. The process is the way all the elements are functioning together towards a goal. Now, a structure or a product cannot reproduce itself unless it's multiplied. It can't be multiplied without being systematized. I know I'm saying a lot there, but you can watch the video. Or, and by the handbook. The system ensures multiplication and ongoing results. Therefore, the structure or product is made once, but the system allows you to reproduce it or reproduce a certain result again and again. This might be a little mind-boggling for you, but you could perform a miracle maybe once on somebody and it doesn't always happen again, but you can build a hospital and reproduce miracles all the time. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> now, I want to give a couple examples of the kind of engineering and why it's so valuable, this understanding of systems. And, and, and I can begin by just giving you a couple tiny examples here, which maybe one of them could be your cell phone. This cell phone right here, how many remember how much your cell phone cost when you purchased it? Quite a bit of money. Do you know how much a cell phone really costs? The raw materials? About $6. <laughs> Between four to $6. But once the engineering is done, the systematization, the value increases, and you paid what you paid for it. Another really staggering example is the Lamborghini Diablo in US dollars. It's about a $600,000 car. Lamborghini Diablo, $600,000 car. But the raw materials, just it itself, about 600 US dollars. 600. Why, why the skyrocketing value? It's in the engineering and the systematization. Now on a small scale, and, and in a moment we're going to design the system of 10,000. How to reach 10,000 people in one year. That's our goal, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. But... Uh, I want to give you an example of one on a basic level that might really hit home for everybody. When I was pastoring, I remember on a Sunday, I would come to the stage and I like to close worship and add the anointing on my life to, to the anointing on the worship team. And so I would take the microphone and the worship was going. And, and for some reason, a, a lot of the time, even though sound check had been done, the microphone wouldn't be on. Or the, 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 I think they call it an amp or whatever that's sitting here. You wouldn't be able to hear yourself in it. And so I would come to the stage and I would be trying to pray. And, and as I'm praying, they can't hear me. And so they all kind of stop worshiping. It just breaks worship. And they want to help me now by, by pointing and saying, you know, so, so now we've broken worship and I'm still trying to pray and I'm 
trying to motion to the sound person at the back and I'm waving and I'm, Father, we love you. We welcome you in this place today. In the name of Jesus, come and perform your, your works. And, and, and I'm fumbling around on the stage because, because of sound issues within our system, in our church. And I remember this went on for weeks and weeks. And Dad and I used to think, what in the world? You, 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 you can't get it together up there. And how many know sound people always get the, get the, get the discipline? People are always upset with the sound people. But I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated as well about this. And I remember the intercessors came to me and, and in their spiritual way, and maybe they had a point. They said, Pastor, we think we understand what, what's happening with the sound. And, and these are sound demons that are trying to stop the voice of the man of God. <laughs> and they're trying to interrupt the service. And I, I said, okay. And you know, by that time, we were having so much trouble with this kind of stuff. I thought, well, maybe there's some truth to that. And I said, well, you guys pray. So they went to praying against the sound demons that were hindering the microphone on a Sunday. And for me, maybe it was a result of the intercessors, maybe not. But one day I was in an airport. And when I went into the airport washroom, and airports, by the way, are a fantastic example of multiple systems, intricate systems, all functioning together at one time. In fact, large organizations like airports will, will pay millions of dollars to companies to come in and evaluate all of their systems to increase efficiency and all of that. So I'm in this airport and I walk into the washroom of all places, into the bathroom. And I see that this bathroom is so clean, yet there's nobody in there cleaning it. And the owner or CEO is not in there monitoring to make sure the washroom is clean. It just is. And as I'm washing my hands, because it's a culture of cleanliness, when you walk into a clean bathroom, psychologically, you want to help to keep it clean. It's a very important key to culture there. And I look and I see on the wall, there's a clipboard hanging. And there's different, there's a checklist of items this needs to be clean, this needs to be clean, this needs to be done. And somebody's initialed it that they've done it. Really, it was a cleaning system. It was an accountability system that made sure somebody was accountable to what they were commissioned to do. And so they would initial each of those, and that was the system that ensured that even though the CEO wasn't there or the management wasn't there to oversee it directly, and they certainly weren't doing it themselves, they were sure that their goal was achieved or the problem of cleanliness was resolved, the system did the work. And they didn't just pray about it. <laughs> they didn't just pray that God would keep the place clean by a miracle. They hired a laborer. They sent a son, <laughs> a daughter of the kingdom. And, uh, and this system kept things in place. So you know what I did? I returned home and I said, we're going to do that for the sound people at the back. And I, I got the clipboard, and we, we created a system, a checklist of things that needed to be checked, including the pulpit microphone, the monitor. I think that's what it's called, a monitor. And I, I don't need to know what it's called, but they need to know. <laughs> and so they, they had this checklist. And from the first Sunday that they used it, we had no more trouble with sound demons. <laughs> Hallelujah. They were driven out. I say that kind of jokingly, but 
the checklist, the system, enforced what we desired. The goal was achieved through the system. And that doesn't make it any less spiritual. Some things are a result of demons, and you need to apply spiritual power to that. Some things are a result of mismanagement, and you need to use a good system and process to deal with that. We as dual rulers, excellent in the things of the Spirit and the wisdom of the world, bringing the two together as the Josephs and Daniels in our generation. Can I get one big amen? All right. <laughs> We also created a system to minister to the gypsy people in Bulgaria, the Roma people. We had a system put in place that did more than just hold a great church service. And they have a lot of great church services there, but many of those gypsy people, even pastors, would go home and still be living, some of them, in, in their own garbage, all in the streets. One pastor would preach a great message and steal somebody's bike to go home. And, <laughs> and you had a need for, and here's the word, discipleship, which is more than just a good service, church service, guys. So we put a system in place that was designed to take some of the street people, some of the Roma people that were at that level of poverty. Not all, not all of them are. I'm not painting the entire nation with that brush. But they would, this system had training in hygiene. It had funding for showers, to be able to take a bath. It had discipleship. It had training in all different key levels of life, all the way up to either, you know, returning to school, going to school, enrolling in school, getting a job, or starting a business. And, and the things we saw through this system we had put in place were profound. Because we were able to watch how the kingdom of God can fill the system. How the Holy Spirit wants to fill the system. Fill the wineskin. Fill the net. We saw what partnership with God and man really looks like in creating these elaborate systems and structures that God can come down and fill. Like the temple. And uh, I remember when our director there, our History Makers Academy in Bulgaria, one of our directors there, Encho, he contacted me and he, I could hear that he, he had tears in his eyes as he talked about the power of these systems and people that had been restored, rehabilitated, rehabilitated. He had testimonies. It was fantastic. Some of the gypsies, they had gone back to school or went to school, got a degree in psychology, holistic transformation. They were teaching them how to use a laptop, why you need to return an email, the etiquette of email. And, and, and some of the stories of the programs and centers, family rehabilitation, addiction rehabilitation, that these Roma people, these precious Roma people, went on to create because they combined spiritual power with earthly wisdom in building and establishing a center that, that uprooted demonic systems and the hold that, that Satan had in certain sectors of their society. It was profound, and I saw the miracle in the process. I saw God in the process. I saw God in the system. And I realized that if the church could get a hold of what the world already knows, we could absolutely take this precious kingdom that's, that's there. It's just a whisper away. 
We could take the heart of God that's available to all. We could take the anointing. We could take the wine of the Spirit that was poured out and create systems that go beyond the walls of the church instead of waiting for the world to come. Instead of using, using the kingdom to build our own churches and our own systems that are self-serving. I saw that we could reach people groups. We could disciple nations. I saw it. Because of this understanding, it is safe to say that miracles, depending on miracles alone, don't get me wrong here, but depending on miracles alone to disciple a nation or to do everything is, is dangerous because miracles are the exception in the earth. Systems and wisdom is superior. It's why, although David sought the presence of the Lord, which we should never stop seeking, and Jesus does still perform miracles today, and we should never stop seeking miracles. We should inject our faith for the miraculous and the very presence and nature of God into everything that we do. But along with that, if we could know what the world knows, if we could manage and really take dominion the way much of the world understands how to do, we find out that systems are superior in this world. I'm not talking about the spirit realm, but in this world, systems are often superior. They're, they are determining culture of society. I hope I've conveyed this as best as I could. Because it's not either or, it's both and. And if you could, as a believer, wrap your mind around, pray, be spiritual, but also have a daily schedule. <laughs> manage your life. Manage your calling. Study, learn, read, everything that you can get your hands on, on how to govern and rule well in your sphere. Become an expert in your sphere. And if you have goals for your life, develop a system to bring you closer to achieving them. Pray as if it all depends on God, but work and manage as if it all depends on you. You will truly be the head and not the tail. Those that are governing society, who are the head, are the system builders of our generation. I want to encourage you with this today. Even right now, we have a, we have a system for intercession. It used to be that you gathered the intercessors, four or five intercessors, and they, they drove to the church. You unlocked the building, and they, they prayed together. And I found that challenging at times, because often <laughs> it turned into just chatting and coffee, and it was tough doing it that way. But what if I were to tell you that today, we have a system that we developed called the prayer shield where two people are praying and fasting for myself and this ministry every single day, without exception, every single day, prayer coverage and fasting. And of course, when they're praying like that, they get revelation. God speaks. And as part of the system, they, they don't contact me I don't have all these different people contacting me with what they heard and saw. They send it by email to our prayer shield leader 
she processes each month all the revelation and insight and maps it out into one email that kind of gives a, a picture of what God is saying. And I'll tell you, it has been so miraculous. The voice of God speaking similar or the same thing to all of those people conveying something. I often joke and I'll say, if I didn't have a Bible, I would know there's a God by how the prayer shield, all those people praying and fasting end up hearing kind of the same thing. God is talking through them to us. And it's powerful and it's way more than four intercessors in a building once a week. It's, be, it's being multiplied. It's growing. It's the power of system building. Remember, when you go to build a system for your life, when we look at in the next workshop, building a system of 10,000, remember God is in it because he's the God of systems and processes. Coming up next week, get to work and you'll see that life gives birth to life in this kingdom. Hallelujah. Things naturally begin to grow and multiply because you're dealing with kingdom DNA.